Hey everyone, welcome to More Than Meets These Guys. This is the podcast where we go from the beginning of the Transformers series, and we have two old friends coming out from different different perspectives. Uh, together we will go episode by episode with the occasional extra to look at how the show holds up or if it's a trap of nostalgia. We'll be looking at all things involved in the episode, whether there are real world factors that crept into the writing or the episode was typical afternoon cartoon fodder. I'm Evan, I'm the lifelong fan, while Ed here is the, he's familiar with Transformers, but there's really nothing he got into in his younger, so thank you so much for being here today. Ed, how was your holiday, man? Oh man, it was, uh, well, okay, well, let's just go ahead and, and get this out of the way, that I've been, I've been out for a while, I was, uh, I'm, I'm hurt very, very bad, um, I got a, I got a real bad injury, and, uh, which has been leading to some bad stuff, but I, I had what I'm pretty sure is COVID and it was terrible. Um, like it was, I think that's the second time that I've had it. And um, it was real bad. There was a day where I could, all, all I could really do was lay in bed. And I, the only way to get comfortable was if I got into this weird position where I was like a, like a, uh, like a fainting Victorian woman. Oh, where I yes, was yes. Like, like on my side and with like with like uh, like the back of my hand over my forehead like and, you had the vapors uh, and you know right yeah exactly and uh so, but it was in like a weird like like i should have been on like a chaise lounge or something like that it was <laughs> it was pretty it, it was pretty awful um yeah uh, and i missed a bunch of work uh it was pretty bad um right in time for the holidays too perfect right in time for the holidays yeah. uh, i was better by the holidays and so that was fine um but you know i had to know had a good uh good um i would say relaxing but it, it really wasn't a relaxing christmas we had uh you know we did our normal christmas stuff and then uh we normally do a brunch for some our of our extended family so i was up early opening presents and then uh, cooking about uh, 25 Belgian waffles, and uh, I filled up uh, my Blackstone with bacon and sausage oh. twice, and uh, cooked you know two entire rashers of bacon. And um, mm, feeling uh, it, yeah. I really like the word rasher of bacon, though. I think that's a really good, uh, really good it's word. It shows up a lot in the uh, the Game of Thrones books. If you've yeah, ever yeah. read those, um, talk yeah. about rashers of bacon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you know we. Uh... I've been uh, doing some episodes with Boo because you've been out and I kind of want to let you recover completely. And also the holidays are really a tough time to do things anyways. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, it's actually for my, the business I'm I'm in right now, um, it's the busiest time of the year for me. So I am just like running on fumes most of the, most of the time. So we'd actually, I I'd prepared for this episode, uh, say three weeks ago, maybe longer. Um, and I just, and, okay. I had to redo it all because I uh, I, I kind of wiped my uh, Windows um, laptop to get my son for uh, Christmas, which is cool. You know, he he's 15. He should have his own computer for yeah. all sorts of things. But um, so, yeah, like, like I thought I sent all my scripts of my notes to my uh, my my MacBook. Apparently, I did not. So um, regretful oh. there. But I had I watched the episode over again. Um, it was one of the episodes I've watched a lot. So it was, it was fun. Um, but yeah, man, honestly, we. Um, the holidays are always kind of a crazy time. So we actually had a, a year this year where we pretty had a lo- pretty much had a low key holiday. Um, I, I got the, the three kids, uh, two stepchildren and my son um, Nerf guns. And mm-hmm. uh, the half the day was them playing Nerf gun fights in the house. So we all hid away. It was kind of nice in that way. Nice. Dude, we, uh, yeah, we, <laughs> I was so mad. Um, we are, we're, we're those people who we know the kids don't believe Santa Claus doesn't matter. 
we wanted to be we wanted to put all the like most of the presents out for uh like christmas eve right after they go to bed so they wake up and see this whole grandiose thing it's a whole kind of a i don't know traditional ritual yeah you want to come out like wow what happened that's cool so i was up to 3 a.m christmas eve doing that Mm -hmm. because someone decided she didn't want to go to bed Mm -hmm. here we are that sounds familiar yeah, yeah, yeah. But you always have your Christmas morning ritual watching um, Die Hard. Oh, yes. I wake up before everybody else. I've done this for years. I've done this for probably like 13 or 14 years now. Which I wake up before everybody else. I make a cup of coffee or I make a pot of coffee. And um, I, I really enjoy my uh, the, the mornings, but like waking up before everybody else. Because like my, my wife and I have this opposite thing where she stays up later than me. And she like does her like solo thing where she's like oh, i'm gonna i'm gonna read or i'm gonna do this or that or whatever she does it like you know after i go to from like you know 11 to like one and i do mine from like five to like seven in the morning so i always wake up and watch um uh, die hard on christmas morning with a cup of coffee uh this year though um i woke up and uh our uh, our inflatable uh, we have an like uh, you know like the the yard inflatable like we have a like an <laughs> igloo with some penguins on it and uh, we had uh, we had a really bad storm here Christmas Eve night and um, I, I peeked out front because it, it, the inflatable is it has lights in it so it's like it, like a glowing igloo and uh, my my the igloo was gone. <laughs> and it was like i was like oh I, I thought my wife had already brought it in or something like that or i was like oh maybe she was prepared for the storm or whatever so like i peeked outside and i was like oh it's not anywhere and so i go out and and there's just the extension cord it's just bare like in the yard it was like just i was like what's going on and you know this, these things are like staked into the ground with like, mm-hmm. you know, like camping stakes and so i had to um uh, you know, I went in real quick and got dressed and, you know, so it's, you know, throwing on jeans and a, a black hoodie and as you it was five 30. Yeah. As I, as I, as I do, um, and, uh, looking like I look, um, you know, walk around in my neighborhood, you know, I was like, someone's going to call the cops on me because I'm, I look like a criminal. I can break into somebody's house to steal their, their PlayStation five or something like this. So I, <laughs> I finally found after a few minutes, I finally tracked down, uh, I found my inflatable def- deflated, my deflatable um balled up uh in my neighbor's yard down the street and across the streets so that was uh that was a lot of fun so, man yeah, yeah. You, you you live in a pretty like not i would say bougie neighborhood but it's like so oh, upper middle class you know i could see that and i'm like looking like this long-haired freak in a hoodie walking down the street of christmas morning trying to case joint cell well so somebody one time thought that i was like a like a lot like a, a, a landscaper so I was working in my yard and somebody thought that, and, but, Hey, where, where do you, uh, who do you work for? And I was like, like Oh, I, I do it. And they were like, well, I was like, no, this is my house. You know, <laughs> I work for my wife. Live, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. And like, oh, 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 you're the, this is your house. Like, yeah. 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 So, yeah. Yeah. Man. Um, uh, yeah. Here's a card. You can call me. I'll, I charge premium rates, but I'll do it. <laughs> like if you got an email server, I'll, I'll help you fix that up. But I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not coming to cut any hedges or anything like that. So I may need to hire you, man. My leaves in the here in Auburn are ridiculous. I have so many white oaks in my yard. White oaks, uh, tulip poplars, and um, uh, sweet gum, and there are leaves everywhere. It is like this thick of leaves. Like it's, it's like Ima- imagine you had like snow, but it was leaves. I'm just gonna take a lawnmower to it here soon. That's fine. Grind. That's my favorite. That's my favorite. Anything on the ground. That my solution is to just grind it up with a lawnmower. Like, yeah, I, I got can, a Husqvarna. Like, I don't care what it is. Like, grind the suckers up. So good. I don't care. Tennis balls, whatever. I'll grind them up in a, in a lawnmower. <laughs> Dog toys. 
Dogs with dog toys. Dude, whatever. I see them fly. That is like, like beautiful, like icing on the cake. Stumps. I'll just raise it up and dude. Like, okay, I'll, well, I'll, I'll, I'll ruin a lawnmower to get rid of a stump. I will tell you though, man. Uh, here in Auburn, we have uh, rocks. We have like like granite bed everywhere here. You know, oh, I know you don't there. Those too. Dude, no, you will not. I have shot off so many sparks. You are <laughs> mowing my back lawn. It's ridiculous. I'm surprised I haven't started a brush fire. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, speaking of a uh, of a fire, I um. This episode, man, uh, make tracks. Make tracks. Uh, oh, you know, I had, I had something that I wanted to ask you, though. Before, oh, yeah, of course. Episode, Go ahead. I have something I want to ask you. Have you ever, like, have you ever consciously, because I'm, I'm wrestling with this right now, um, pun intended, which we'll get to in a second. Have you ever, like, consciously stopped liking or engaging with something that you like? Like, mm-hmm. like I say, where you're like, and, and not like, because this happens, like, or, or like made an effort to stop interacting. Because, like, and I don't mean like, oh, you know, like there's like a TV show or like a band that you like and you just kind of gradually listen to it less and less. And then and then it just falls off your radar completely. Mm-hmm. And then you're just like, oh, yeah, I used to really like the strokes or or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, but now you just you, now you just don't really care, interact with it anymore. It's like something that you're like, it's fine. But like but if you've ever gone like. I'm just not going to I'm not engaging with this anymore. And yeah. And like, and, and and people that have listened to the show before and know what I like to talk about, I'm not talking about Warhammer. I, I assume that you're probably thinking I'm talking about. Dude, Warhammer. no, I know you would not do that with Warhammer. I've done that several times, though. I've, I, I have consciously, I've consciously quit Warhammer several times, like probably four fall. times. You are moth, and it is the flame. Oh, oh I know and I'll come back, but I mean, flame. like, but, but I mean, that's not to say that I wouldn't at some point go. You know yeah. what? I'm done with Warhammer for now and sell all my stuff off, which I have done that multiple times and Marie um, bought it yes i know right um <laughs> no but the thing right uh, uh, pro wrestling is hmm. the thing is the thing right now like like i've said multiple times on the show how much i love pro wrestling mm-hmm. and, and honestly over the years my interest in, in wrestling kind of ebbs and flows and uh as as things tend to do but like in, in the last year and a half a dude named cm punk has completely ruined my interest in uh, in pro wrestling. You, you, know, you know the story of this guy. You, you, you know about I, this guy. Okay, I, I do kind of. Um, there. The only reason I know this is because. All right, there was this horror movie on Shutter that he yeah made or whatever. It is awful. I, I, I'm sure it is. Like it is else. terrible. So I'm like, um, man, I know the name CM Punk, so I want to find out what's going on with him. And I kind of like, I kind of like, list, like read you know, read the story, read the wiki, if you will about mm-hmm. cm punk and then i saw the um i saw like videos of him talking about how bad it was and how much he would be he get infections and be on you know um antibiotics and he he uh yeah he uh crapped himself and during a match and like yeah, I, you yeah, know man. he's just he tries to make himself as this tragic character but he's really unlikable he is well see but here's the thing though is that like yeah. um uh, I had I was at a very low point in my interest in wrestling in like mm-hmm. in in the late uh, 2000s and especially after the whole Chris Benoit thing happened. Mm-hmm. Chris Benoit was my favorite wrestler for years, and um and then the, the whole thing happened where it like like I'm, I'm sure everyone listening knows this because it's just you, you know popular culture at this point. But if you don't, uh, Chris Benoit was a, was a really good pro wrestler that uh, went crazy and killed his family and then himself. Um and uh, CM Punk was was the dude that kind of. Well, I was like, oh, well, this guy, you know, like this guy seems like he's like a, a legit, like, like punk rock dude. Cause it's, it, mm-hmm. it's really like, 
you know, in re- everything's fake in wrestling. And, you know, it, it's really easy to, you know, like, oh, that, you know, that dude's not a plumber or he's not a real hockey player. He's just a wrestler. He's a hockey player. But, <laughs> he's a honky you know, dog man. Right. Or, you know, like, oh, these dudes are like, this dude's you know, like a surfer character. You, can, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But like, but like with, with punk rock, if you grew up into, into punk rock, it's like you can you can sniff out fakes. Yeah. Like, like real quick. And like that dude, I was like, oh, this guy's actually legit. Like, OK, this guy's I was like, oh, this guy's cool. You know, and it's cool having yeah, it's yeah. not just, you know, some a, a dude that's like a truck driver, you know, that got a mohawk. You know, this guy's this guy's legit. So I was like, oh, so this he kind of brought me back into wrestling. And I was like, oh, this guy's this guy's real cool. And then and then it, things happen. And like and. um, So, yeah. And. And um and, and but over the last couple of years, this dude has just thrown fits and like mm-hmm. almost like destroyed the company that he worked for and all this stuff and um and uh but yeah but but the last few months after him pulling all this stuff, I've just kind of like got to the decision where I'm just kind of done with wrestling indefinitely and uh, it's weird because like traditionally I don't really care about like WWE or what goes on there like yeah. I, I like other wrestling um and i'll sometimes watch the royal rumble because it, it's generally a pretty fun match to watch but um mm-hmm. my big event every year that i watch is the january january 4th new japan pro wrestling tokyo dome show the wrestle kingdom yeah um, i know you are a huge yeah. fan of, uh, of uh pro japan wrestling yeah i love you i love japanese wrestling yeah. um and you know, for a while, for years, um, you know, I'd go all out for that show. Um, and I would, I would, you know, oftentimes I'd take the day off, and you know, some of my friends would come over, and we'd cook up some Japanese street food, like we'd cook up like okonomiyaki or mm. some uh, uh, like yakitori or something like that, and drink some poros awesome. and watch and watch like three or four hours of Japanese wrestling. And yeah. and that that's their big show. They said the Tokyo Dome, so there's like you know this huge capacity. Sounds like WrestleMania, but it's, it's their yeah, it's their WrestleMania basically. Um, and uh but uh this year like one of the biggest uh like they have a huge match that's two of my favorite wrestlers of all time and like i don't even care i have no like i have no i have no desire to even watch this and um and if you're out there going thinking that i'm one of these people that's like oh man you know like the attitude era was was the best and i'm like no that's that's incorrect because the attitude era was terrible and uh go back and watch it and it's awful and you only liked it because you were 14 and steve austin said swear words on tv <laughs> how do you really feel man what about you um, have you ever just you ever just quit liking something you've been like man i'm not yeah i actually I'm not watching uh, football anymore have you ever done that or? yeah actually i do i will tell you you know i live in auburn um and i i've been a fan of auburn all my life auburn football mm-hmm. um nothing like make you hate college football more than living in a town where college football is made um or done rather sorry really? yeah I just after the first year was cool. I went to a couple of games and like after after the first year, I'm like, man, I, I just want to get out of this area. So um, I, I get it, and I I, I don't want to involve in the uh, in the games. But uh, my business, the way it is, uh, I, I make money off of the game, so I'm happy when they're in town. Like right now, it's it's dead in town. So uh, yeah, I mean that kind of stuff happens. Um, you know, there, I mean, there is music I couldn't get enough of, and I just I just don't don't want to listen anymore. Because but, you, but did you go? Did you go? I'm not listening to this to Turbo Negro or whoever anymore. I don't even know if you like. I don't even know if you like Turbo Negro or not. Did you ever? I mean, did you ever just consciously go? I'm not listening to this band anymore. Yeah, they just, just, they just kind of fall off you. Because a lot of times they just kind of fall off your radar. It's just like entropy, you know. But well, yeah, I mean that happens. And then you like rediscover like, oh, I'm gonna listen to this again. I haven't listened to this forever. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. No, uh, there, there's um, I uh, back in high school, I loved Metallica. Okay. When um when they started going very like okay, one major riff in a song, 
And I understand that uh, when you, you have song, you have, they have albums like Master Pups where they change riffs constantly. They change the whole mm-hmm. tone of the song constantly. It's tough. It's hard um, song to play. Uh, when they uh, when they went to the Black Album and uh, it was a Bob Rock who was um, produced the album, it mm-hmm. was one constant theme through the whole right. song. It, it got kind of boring. Um, I know it's mainstream. So I, I get to the point where I'm like, you know what? I, I tried to listen to uh, things and I still do love listening to like uh, Master Pups and Ride Lightning. Mm-hmm. but um other than that i just i'm kind of i'm kind of over it so okay. I, st- I just stopped i just i made a point i don't want to listen to that shit anymore um so um sorry for that the, the um s-bomb i try to keep this clean um, you better bleep, you better bleep that out to keep our uh right actually um like like i said they're in high school i was a big metal hand metal fan um i actively stopped listening to megadeth because dave mustaine is such a chode I stopped listening uh, to them because they're because they're bad, but um... well, you, you know when you're when you're in high school, you know you don't always know it's good and bad. Yeah, I know. And yeah, uh, when I, I like Hangar Eighteen was a huge album for me. I, I listened a lot, and then I started to see what David Mustaine was really like as a person. I'm like, yeah, I don't listen to this person at all. I will listen to uh, other people. Yeah, exactly. Um, you you start you start to realize how bad some people are. You just don't listen to them anymore. Um, or when you when you realize what a kind of person some people are, you don't want to watch them in a movie or a TV show anymore. That's when I actively did with some music because during the um, I would say during the mid '90s, it was like shotgun splatter blast for me from like listening to metal bands. And I know your your um, your show that you hurt your back so bad was Biohazard. Man, I had a point where I was listening to Biohazard a lot. It wasn't Biohazard. It was uh, it was corrosion of conformity. Oh, corrosion of conformity. Okay, see, see, mm-hmm. still same same kind of same kind of time. Yeah, and um, actually, the music wasn't really all that different, but um, so yeah, like that whole time, like you you could just shoot a bunch of stuff against the wall, and I would listen to it. Yeah, but after a while, you start to really you, you harness in your your taste and your what you want to listen to, and I know I know uh, you and I have talked about like you know you're not a big fan of bad religion. Um, I've tapered off liking them over the years because it just wasn't as good anymore. But I like. Uh, the band of what they stand for. So if they actually yeah. are making good music still, I will listen to more. But uh, that's that's the thing. But it's kind of yeah. I think they've kind of fallen off of that. But they uh, really you know, who, you know who didn't fall off though, Mr. David Wise, Dude, writer, he is so. on it. This episode. This is uh, we talked about. We've talked about David Wise before and how yes, he yeah. like went to school to become a science fiction writer and studied with Ursula Le Guin. How cool. God, what a cool guy. Dude, this, this guy, um, I got to say though, he really captured a lot of that, um, that eighties. Okay. Kind of escape from New York kind of feel of New York in this. Oh, okay. So it, immediately this episode, like yeah. we, we pan across a dirty city, which is, which I, I I'm here. There's, is there's garbage cans. And, uh, and he, I know, I know hiding in that garbage. You know, what's in that, you know, what's in that garbage. Some fish skeletons in there. <laughs> he clips he there. He clips back there trying to get those <laughs> fish skeletons. You know, you know he's back. He was lurking back there. He's doing uh, some fever dream thing with a uh, weird, um, weird cartoon strip. What a weird comic strip these days, guys! If if you're listening out there and you're not reading Heathcliff these days, it is the weirdest, like most nonsense thing on the face of Earth. It's not funny. It's not good. But I cannot stop reading it. It's just just nonsense. I like I, it, <laughs> it's, it's a fever dream is what it is right now. Yeah. With this so I, 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 but I love this. Uh, I love this kind of uh, city at night uh, mm-hmm. stuff like this. Um, I love this vibe. Oh, yeah. um, and the, the second we're panning across this, like, like I see there's tracks, and I'm like, I'm like, man, I bet there's going to be some 1980s punk rockers with mohawks doing some crime. 
And literally the second that I pause it to stop that, what do I see? Two 80s punk rockers with mohawks Dude, about to are, do some crimes. They are proto rock city bebop. They are. They had they the really they even had the sunglasses and everything yes. on the Mohawk. Yeah. Actually, I kind of thought he was like he kind of reminded me of the uh the guy in the bus during Star Trek Four has the uh, big boom box with uh, oh, yeah, Kirk, I love uh, that guy. Kirk and Spock. Yeah, he, he gives yeah. his bench. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The I guy with the Mohawk kind of reminded me of him. But um, yeah, man, they get into tracks, they they break in with a screwdriver. So they they pop the lock, they get in there, oh man, it's far out because tracks does not look like a regular car inside. Um, and the he reaches back and sees this big orange and yellow boom box. Oh, yeah. The back seat. Oh, a blaster. And, and dude. So, please. Uh, so I'm like, why are why are blaster and tracks hanging out? Why is tracks in why is he hanging out? Just hanging out like in the middle of, of like crime alley here to give the cool and, city air. Yeah. What is going on here? But so these clowns steal. Yeah, they steal blaster and tracks. But. So the one guy found, finds Blaster in the back and he's like, oh, what a cool boombox and turns the music on. And um, this thing just plays some some music that sounds like if an, a- an AI wrote like a, a, a Grace Under Pressure era Rush song poorly. Dude, is actually, actually, like. go back and listen to it. It is an instrumental of Cold Slither. Is it really? Yes, it is. What? Yes. Cold Slither what? instrumental. What? Oh my God, you're kidding. <laughs> I swear, dude. I just totally made this. Totally made my day. This is amazing. I'm, uh, <laughs> the, this is the, uh, the interlocking of GI Joe and Transformers furthers. Oh my god! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. How cool? How cool is that? Uh, how cool? So, yeah. uh, so uh, they're they're playing um, Cold Slither, circa 1984-85. Uh, it's probably on the oldie station at this point. Driving to see. Okay. The. Um, the caption said um, the Guinness Brothers, but as we learn as the episode goes on, it's the Geddes Brothers. Getty the Geddes Brothers. But the, the subtitles call them a bunch of different things. They say yeah. Guinness, Geddes, um, and, and all this other stuff. So, yeah. So these guys go take this car to a chop shop and, and drop yep. it off with this, with this cool guy. And um, But then and I'm like, what what is going on in this episode? So... But then uh, uh, tracks and blaster transform and, and like I'm still like why what's going on? So the cops pull up and bust this thing. Up. Up. There's two things going on here that I need that I I need yeah. to address. First of all, the cops the cops get out of the squad car and it's got suicide doors on the back. Did you notice this? Like that's the coolest was, police car. These ever. 1985 cops have to the the only car that I could find that they could be driving would be a 1974 Thunderbird. Honestly, in this era of uh, of New York, that probably is entirely possible. Going. Yeah, that's entirely possible. Because yeah. I remember for a long time, like cop cars were just like they, they all like POS like, these junk. They Crown like, Vicks, they were, big they boxy were, ones. They were like LTDs and that kind of stuff. They yeah, were, but yeah, they oh, were like yeah. like watch watch a movie from like. 1987 and earlier and there's police in it they're just driving yeah. these like these these terrible like, caprice classics or something yep. like that there's these, these big like boxy looking cars um so i can i can see them driving a 15 year old ford um yeah yeah i know you know my, my dad was a cop in uh pensacola mm-hmm. for years and uh yeah he he drew uh drove an old um uh, ford crown Vic the box style for a yeah. long time oh it was awful 
now these dudes are running around in like Tahoes and all this stuff. And I'm yeah, like, like Tahoes, Ford Escapes, you know, they're yeah, like with, um, you know, turbochargers in the engine. They don't there's care. A Corvette. There's a Corvette over here where I live. Dude, I know there's a Camaro and a Cor- Camaro for the uh, sheriff's department and a Corvette yeah. for the uh, city, I think. Right. Yep. Yeah. Something like that. But that was just so, they, but the they, other they, thing. They, the other thing he's talking about. Well, they drove those on a drug run. You know, they did. And they repainted. Oh, oh, no, I know where they came from. That's all Rico. Oh, stuff. Yeah. Um, so but, the other thing I need to address here is that. Um, so this whole thing has just been the reason that they're doing this. The whole thing has been a sting to catch these these uh, this chop shop to to get these guys here. So on the one hand, this is a very dumb plot. This is this is very stupid, and I don't like it at all. But see, on the other hand, I've been complaining that every episode is just the Decepticon stealing energy. So this is different. So I, I can't hate on it. I, I like I like mathematically, I cannot hate on this episode. So there's so a you know, there's a whole point in the um in this the second season uh where it almost felt like it got bogged down in really small problems. Mm-hmm. This is kind of the, there and like as a kid I hated this because I didn't, I didn't care about New York City and their problems and their crime and stuff. But as an adult I like to look back at this going real world factors. Ed Koch's New York City, yeah, was a crime bed. Well, this was also the time that they were they were starting to to kind of clean it up too. Yeah, it was Crime Busters. Man, New York no. uh, Optus Prime was like like was working the Crime Busters unit in New York City. Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, Crime Stoppers. Whatever. Yeah, something. Like yeah. Um, dude, Sea Spray's voice <laughs> is the worst. This is this guy sounds like a Murloc from Merman. Merman. He sounds like one of those guys from World of Warcraft that uh, or their voices oh. bubble when they're coming out. Oh. And, yeah, um, he is uh, he's playing this whole um Captain Planet angle here. Uh, where he's, <laughs> he's like, he's cleaning up the river here. Yeah. These uh, people doing illegal dumping, oh, and uh, he get he he oh. uh, he gets the bottom of the uh, of the environmental environmental issues here. And that's that's fine. I mean, he's fishing yeah. crates out of the river and helping pull a car out of the river. Yeah. But oh, but we get a master class in contrasts here, though. So so uh, like. More than any episode of Transformers so far, the backgrounds in this episode are amazing. They really are. They're super cool. It, it, it's this whole like city at night vibe that it, it's one of those vibes that I'm not really sure where it came from. I don't know what the origin of it is. And it, to be honest, it's a thing that I really can't even give you any examples of. I it's will just tell you, this, I, well, I, you and I both really like Down by Law. No, the movie Down by Law? Yeah, Down by Law, the movie. I don't know if you meant the band down by law. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. The... Um. So when when uh Tom Waits is driving through the Ninth Ward, mm-hmm. that kind of look. Well, it's it's a different mm. aspect. This is a big city, but it's still like very bright neons and stuff going through the Ninth Ward. Yeah. I love that part of the movie because it feels like old New New Orleans, and not the not the the um, not the kind of touristy New Orleans. Right, but like the but like the, the, the local dirty, neighborhood. Yeah, yeah the, the dirty, dirty Orleans. Yeah, this kind of feels world. like the a, a New York version of that. Yeah, I can I can see that. Um, yeah. the, the only example that I can think, the only concrete examples I can think of are like a couple of like cartoons that parody this style. There's a couple of like um like Looney Tunes that parody this style. Yeah. But I don't know what like I guess the genesis of it is probably from some from like film film noir or something like that. But yeah. I know there is a, there's a Twilight Zone episode that I can't I like I own every Twilight Zone and I, I need to find it. But um there's a Twilight Zone where a guy is just like walking through the city mm-hmm. and um. But there's this these constant like bar sign neon bar signs flashing mm-hmm. around him or like superimposed on him and all this stuff. Like yeah. 
he's like haunted by this and um i really like that vibe it's got this kind of like 50s like smooth jazz kind of soundtrack mm-hmm. and um i really like that um uh but and and, I, and that's the thing is like it, it's so hard to to like quantify that that vibe but it's like it, it was a thing in cinema for years it had to be because it's like one of those things that's in my brain i just don't know where it comes from but the contrast here is is that as, as cool as and and, and oh, before i get to the next thing um just get ready because I, i'm gonna keep talking about these backgrounds through this entire episode this is my favorite thing about the episode well but the contrast in, well let me jump in here real quick before you go on because i don't want to cut you off later um, you know, a movie that really did a good job of this. Um, I, I'm a huge fan of this movie. I love this movie so much. It's Dark City. Uh, very like uh, 30s, 40s vibe yeah. of this. Yeah. So, because it was um, always at night. It was always bright, right. bright and stuff and uh, marquees and stuff. I really <laughs> like that vibe a lot. That's one of the favorite things about that movie is the set dressing. Dark City is very good. Dark City is very oh, cool. As a matter of oh, fact, I, I think it. I might watch that tonight. Um, yeah. Uh, but the, but the contrast here uh, of mm-hmm. these amazing backgrounds with these cool like uh, you know kind of painted backgrounds and everything um, it, uh, is the animation of tracks himself in the car mode because we get some sea level cracked magazine style drawings of tracks here like these he looks awful yeah and like, so you're getting like like the the low grade of the knockoff you're not even getting yeah. like the you're not even getting like bad Mad Magazine you're getting like the bad version of the knockoff of Mad Magazine like. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that that was yeah that was it's not good. He doesn't look so good. Um, he is a uh, nineteen eighty uh, sorry nineteen eighty three Corvette like um it's like um God what is the style C three? He is a high end Corvette from nineteen eighty three. But he's got like a Firebird. Yeah, and sometimes he looks like a uh, he looks like a freaking Accord in this episode. He does. He looks yeah. He looks terrible. He terrible. looks like, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, he, and then this... like he's a high end Corvette that you know, people like, you know sought after during those years. It was uh, it was after the uh, the se- late seventies Stingrays, mm-hmm. but still had a lot of curve and still you know right. a lot of nice uh, angles to it. Um, and uh, honestly, I'll, I'll say this is like um, as a fan of the uh, figures, I admit, I'm a big fan of tracks. Really cool uh, figure, big fan of it. I, I'll say that I I've, I'm on record in this show several times saying how oh, much yeah. I just I dislike transformers figures because when i was a kid i got them i was like i was always i was disappointed every time tracks was the one probably one of, of like two or three transformers that i ever got when i was a kid that i was like this is great he looks awesome in robot form he looks really good in in car for he looks great in car for his car form is amazing and um and he's got that cool little in-between mode with the with the wings and everything wings, it's yeah. very and i will say um this is one of the things actually gets a lot of people is um the um, Corvette of that year, the blue was actually a uh, a legitimate color. Oh, no a lot of times you'll, you'll have like, you know, um, you'll have cars that, you know, cartoons and stuff that don't have legitimate colors. This mm-hmm. was actually a legitimate color of the Corvette. It was a blue. And also they did a, um, there was a Diaclone version. It was a, um, a red that was called okay. uh, Road Rage, whatever. They, that's, that's the Transformers name for it. But uh, the Diaclone red was uh, was a legitimate color. And also, it was a legitimate color of the Corvette. So they actually did the uh, the Corvette right. Nice. They, both colors, color wise, yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, honestly, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm transforming off screen here. Yeah, the uh, third mode here. Um, it was a cool figure. Honestly, uh, I never had it as a kid. I got it later on, and I, I love it because it's so unusual. It's it's one of those unusual forms for one of the Transformers cars. So yeah, big fan. It's very cool. 
Yeah. Well, you know what's not cool is uh, this Hispanic kid shows up and oh, here we go. <laughs> some eighties. First of all, they the, racism. Uh, there's these two guys who try to hold up and carjack tracks, and then they realize there's no one in there, and they start pulling out like Cobra handguns with shoot lasers. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people had lasers in this. A lot of yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of street criminals had lasers in this. So one guy later on shoots Optima or shoots uh, Megatron with a laser. Yeah. And, so uh, they um. He like they start shooting at him with lasers and he pierces tire and he uh, he cranes off and uh, drives off into a light pole. Yeah. I guess yeah. that's that's enough for them. They don't want him anymore. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they run away and this and then this Hispanic kid comes up and he's yeah. he's gonna he's gonna carjack. I guess he works for also works for these these this chop shop and he's gonna uh, carjack him. So so dude starts messing with him and tracks talks to him. He opens the hood up. And he just sees the what's this crazy engine in here? And so, what's the first thing this dude does? Clips the wire. Cuts a wire. If you're gonna steal a car, like even if like 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 I need I need to I need this car to work. Maybe I should uh, cut these plug wires in here. Maybe it'll make it work. <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking, dude? Maybe if uh, uh, this, this wire here can't do anything wrong, it has to be like everything has to be working with it. So obviously, I'm gonna oh. pull this. What was he trying to accomplish with this? I don't know, man. He was like trying to like, he apparently wanted to fix it, but he's going to clip the only, okay. Also the only one wire, wire across the top. Yeah. Dude, if I had my, if I had my Achilles heel, but you know, the, the myth of Achilles, um, you, his, he's, he's armed except for his heel where he right. got stabbed and taken down. This yeah. is Trax's Achilles heel. The wire. Completely open. It's mm-hmm. sitting across the top, like badly, like loose and stuff. It's not even like, Secure it in with like uh, some clamps or anything, and he clips it. And then he, you know, and the thing is, is the whole the whole problem with the car is like it's got some body damage and a flat tire. It's like oh. it's like 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 if I, if I got triple A because you know I have a flat tire, they're gonna come out and they're like, oh, oh let me uh, let me cut this plug wire. Like, uh, yeah, oh. well, let, let me like, this uh, just drive belt. You don't need this clip. Yeah, like uh, like uh, I'm gonna cut your serpentine belt. This is real. Yeah. This is, <laughs> it was real. It was real dumb. Um. Time and then we get we get this we get this scene though, and this is this is where we're, we're amping up we're, we're amping up the city at night here. Um, yeah. So we get this scene with um, a big traffic jam. I guess they're like Optimus Prime wants these guys to like <laughs> to go look for. He wants all everybody to go look for Decepticon. So he's got like like Cosmos is flying around, and uh, I think Sea Spray's flying around, and uh, oh no, Sea Spray's uh, uh, boating around, and um, Power Glide's flying. Power glides flying around. Yeah, yeah. So so they're all on patrol looking for Decepticons. I don't know why, because it's like there's no evidence of Decepticons doing anything. I guess it's just like slow night. But your favorite. So I think Huffer and somebody you're Huffer is in car mode, hoist is in the in the driver's seat. Driving him. Yeah. I don't know. He's I don't know. Out of the window. Talk about the uh I, I gotta stop real fast though, man. I don't know who Raul has for like a hookup for like a body work, but dude. You've had to use a body shop before, right? Oh, yeah. Dude, no one gets things done in three hours. I don't care who you are. No. He has two spare tires for this Corvette lying around. He can hammer the uh, the the hood back. He, he said he's going to hammer the hood. He said he's going to hammer the hood. Tweak the front end. Yeah. Dude, you are amazing. I want you working on every car I have. Uh, like a this is at like 10 o'clock at night also. This yeah. is like, this is super We're getting uh, parts of this in day and night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, so they have that happening, and then they, um, the Gettys brothers, like they, they kind of like they rush him, like, "Hey, uh, you promised us a car," and and um, 
you know, the whole thing happens with, um, you know, tracks is uh, fixed. So he transforms and threatens the Gettys brothers. They mm-hmm. are driving the pinkest Cadillac I've ever yeah, seen. They really, they really were. Um, so, so I need to touch on the, on the city at night here though, is yeah. um, that uh, Huffer and, and uh, is in front of a place called the, uh, the, the cliff nightclub, which also contains the movie show. I want to go. I want to go to the movie show. Um, I'm so that, I'm so excited for it. Soon we're gonna come up to a point. I want to see if you caught it. Oh yeah, uh, oh I, I caught it. I know what you're talking about. Uh, so, um, but there's also in that same building. There's also um, there's a list of of other places in this building. There's the the cafe. Um, there's the stro, which I, I guess is the is a bistro, uh, which is like <laughs> a cafe and the bistro. I think there may be a little conflict. Maybe they uh, maybe they drink stros there. Maybe maybe it is. Well, but then there's then there's the bar. All right, right underneath the stroh and then yoon yoon is right there i don't know what's going on there i can't figure <laughs> out what yoon means in japanese so i, I don't know um uh, you, uh you, so i i gotta ask though man like who thought it was a good idea to send a ufo to check on traffic in the rush hour in new york city there is this yeah. gulf breeze ufo flying like Real close to the hood. He's car. right above these cars too, man. Like he is, he is buzzing these guys. So. Guys, y'all, y'all check out the Gulf Breeze UFOs. This is exactly what what um Cosmos is. He's a Gulf Breeze UFO. We're gonna we're, we're gonna do a subdivisions on the Gulf Breeze uh, UFOs. We need to. Um. Uh. So uh, as a side note, we're ten minutes into this episode, and I have not seen a single Decepticon in this, and I am I am very happy with that. I'm very happy because this is so weird and so cool. Um, <laughs> So the uh, the 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 Chop Shop brothers are the, the Guinness brothers, whatever they were called, are um, so they're they're racing around, they're chasing tra- tracks is chasing them, tracks is chasing them, I guess, and so we get um, uh, we get another cool, cool city at night cityscape where we have the Mugen nightclub. That's this is very that's very cool. That's a very cool. Mugen is the company that uh, they do the performance parts for Honda. Yeah. And uh, that's very cool. That's uh, that's uh, I guess some racing uh, nightclub here, but also right next to in the same building as that is um, a signed advertising village, intercom, and portraits. And I don't know why I want to. I don't know why I want to go there. But right next to that is the stand bar. This is the bar called the Stand, and I'm like, there's so too much heavy lifting in the background so, of this episode. There's so many bars in this place in this wherever new york or wherever they are there's so many bars um so there's uh and there's in in another scene there's a place that has that sells appliances it says appliances and it it also it has a bar and and right next to that is the casablanca abba cafe that was a huge one i loved it was huge it was it was real cool but in the same building as that is the victoria restaurant and uh, I don't know where I want to go more. I don't know if I want to go to the Victoria restaurant or the uh, or the uh, the Casablanca Abo Cafe. Yep, probably the Casablanca. Yep. Um, but then, oh, I know where, this is what you're talking. We get the marquee for the Transformers the movie. There it is. Yes, there but it is. In, in a in a prophetic moment, though, right next to that, at another theater, Lido is performing. The did you see that? No, I didn't see that. Li Li the the the, the uh, then she played the flute. Is that who I'm thinking of? Lido? That sounds familiar, man. Is that her name? Lido? L-I-D-O? Lido? I think she's yeah. that she, she's that, that flautist that was the people got mad at because she a flautist. She played the the glass flute that belonged to 
some dead white man and everybody and people got mad because she, <laughs> uh, um, it, that is that, that's the one i'm thinking about, right? is, is that and, and, is that and that's is that am i thinking of the um, <laughs> i can't even think of what the fuck what the heck you talking about man um 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 so uh, <laughs> but then we also get let's bring it back to earth we also get the admiral tv and appliances building um that's cool uh and then there's the cuba building the dallas building and the kentucky building um, they just name buildings and they, they keep going there. There's dozens more that I didn't write down, but it's just, there's just tons and tons of places here. Um, there was one called, um, oh, there was a, a one that I thought was funny called the, uh, the Brazilian, yes. but it was spelled like, like you're spelling bazillion. Like, it, it, yeah, I, I thought that was funny. I mean, so, I mean um, let's give it to the, um, the, um, I want to say Korean animators who did this. Um, at least they got this much right. Uh, I got, I got to tell you also, um, Last episode, um, uh, Boo and I were working on. Um, well, actually, it'll come out um, after this episode because I recorded just uh, just as like we're trying to do some things during the holidays. There is a callback in the Machine Man comic to Dallas, which I know the, you're a huge fan the of. Show, the show Dallas, yeah, the show Dallas. I'm a fan. Uh, you know, I'm yeah, a fan. The, the character's like, oh, I'm gonna see my last episode of Dallas or something like that. Um, okay. So yeah, he meant they, they throw Dallas in there. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm, I mean, yeah, I'm a, yeah, yeah. a big fan of Dallas. You are, I know you are. You, yeah. you know who um, Shaw Jr. are. Um, so remember, uh, remember the joke from when you were you were do that? You counting the fingers. There was a, there was this dumb joke when like, like like during the who shot Jr. thing. There was people would be like, "Hey, let me see your hand." And they would count who shot Jr. and they'd count your fingers from your thumb, and then like put put that finger down, and they would and you do it, and you would count and pull fingers out until you had just like a finger gun, and you'd be like, "You did." <laughs> I do not remember that. It was real. I apparently, mean, uh, apparently Dallas was not big in my friends group. Well, I mean, I was like six or something like that when who shot Jr. was a thing. So, I mean, I, <laughs> I was younger. Yeah. Um, uh, anyways. So we, we get some more cool backgrounds. We get the uh, there's a casino with a uh, French can can dancers um, that that happens yeah. in the middle of New York City a whole lot, I'm sure. Um, and uh, there's also a. Um, uh an ad for a play i think called the the fucker game f-o-k-k-e-r like roy F foker fokker like roy foker um from robots yeah macross whatever mm -hmm. um the thing is is that word in dutch means breeder which is where the f word the the popular f word that you said that you stated earlier that i don't i don't say that word on on the air but um that's where that word why obviously it does not it's not an acronym for huh Fornicator so, uh, king, but yeah, that's that's where that word probably down the comes root from. of the uh, this the, the f bomb. Mm -hmm. Okay, nice. That's yep, nice, that's man. Dutch word. So, um, um I don't, I, so I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. I don't know what kind of game that is that happens in the middle of a major thoroughfare in in. Dude, it was in it was New, uh, New York New York City in the mid eighties. I'm sure it was actually that. What kind of game is it? Is it is it like horse racing? Because they don't they have yeah, like, it's horse racing, not a thing. But this yeah. is an, this is like a, in a skyscraper. They are they racing horses in a, in a skyscraper. Yeah, that's exactly that. It's horse racing. Is exactly what the fucker game is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so man, I um, Starscream shows up. And power finally, like, we, get, we, finally we, we get Decepticons in this episode. I I am so happy because you shared one of your um one of your um um your daily things on Facebook. Um, your um 
help me here. My aesthetic of the days? Aesthetics of the day, day. yes. Okay. Uh, There was a mall that looked like the mall from Commando. Oh, yeah. It did. Yeah. And this, actually, this mall that Starscream pulls them into, it has this whole thing. It's like that same mall. It kind of does look like the same. It's got, it's got the, the like the cylindrical uh, elevators and everything. Glass elevator, story, yeah. This mall is called the Man and Woman Shoe Center, <laughs> and uh, that's shoes. very that's very cool. But when you get into the Man and Woman Shoe Center shopping mall, every yeah. store is just called bargain sale. Oh, every store really? is called what's what 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 kind of bargains on what shoes? man and woman shoes man man and woman man and woman yeah. shoe yeah yeah they're always trying to do each other. Um, but th- there is a major problem with scale. I know this show has a major problem with scale. There's a major problem with scale. Starscream is running up the stairwell. Yeah, that was very cool. I like that. I was I was a big fan. He is. I wanna, I I, but I wasn't going to bring it up. I'm the one that always brings this up. I'm yeah, not, I'm no, not dude, bringing it up I, this time. They he they are. I told you a while back. I'm done with this. Yeah. Well, I know. Um. Apparently, a um a Gulf Breeze UFO is just big enough to uh, carry a glass elevator down to the floor and um deliver them to safety. Mm-hmm. And uh, Scar- Starscream is uh just small enough to shoot off of the railing of the second floor and then uh cackle and then like fly through the um, hole he made in the ceiling. The the scale is all messed up in this episode. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because I, I think Man and Woman Shoe Center was initially like like five stories tall, but it ended up being like, like two stories whenever he flew out of there. Something, uh, like. something like that. It's it's good enough. Um, yeah, it was it was real weird. It was just a, but it was like a random fight in this uh, in this uh, shopping mall. But then, uh, but then we get so finally like two thirds the way through this episode, we get to the like the actual like plot of what's going on. And so like these gangsters have been stealing these cars to give to Megatron. And uh, oh, Megatron double crosses them. Oh, I got I got to stop you real quick. Oh, so they took them to the Pine Barrens in New Jersey. Do you know this is a legit place? The Pine Barrens is a legit place in New Jersey. Yes, it is the last remaining example of Atlantic coastal Pine Barrens ecosystem that stretches across seven counties in New Jersey. It right. helps recharge the 17 trillion U.S. gallon Kirkwood Cohansen uh, Aquifer. What it side are you reading that from? Um, I actually. Well, I, <laughs> I, I I went to uh, NewJersey.gov. Um, oh, yeah? I actually, oh, okay. uh, I, I I like to figure out like things like because I studied pine barrens. I studied um uh, uh, a Highland uh, pine uh, plains and such. I um I worked a lot with, of course, my my degree. But uh, this is an actual area. Pine barrens is a place where you can go camp. You can go uh, you can go explore. You can go hike in New Jersey. Yeah. Is it was the last legitimate Atlantic coastal pine systems in the uh in the united states what so are, are you allowed to can you build on a pine barrens no you cannot it is a protected area can you well build, you so, probably can but not this one so you can't so you can't build a, a giant um villain headquarters and you cannot build a giant um art deco golf ball looking villain headquarters no with chop okay. shop okay. Yeah, okay. yeah good to know that's good to know well it, i don't think they i don't think they pulled a permits for this though you never I'm know. Uh, you never know, man. Um, so, yeah. So these these two uh, goateed gangsters. This is these guys are ahead of their time because goatees weren't really a thing in the eighties, man. And goatees weren't a thing until like nineteen ninety one. Still at that point, I mean, not so much. But yeah, you see a whole lot of goatees, man. These dudes were uh, these were avant garde. These dudes were uh, getting ready. Um, so, but of course, it, you know, Megatron doesn't want to give them a million dollars, so uh, he just uh, he just pulls out his uh, particle beam cannon and. 
aims it at him and well, so yeah. what does this dude what does this this guido do here he shoots him with a little laser pistol dude ed come on man how many how many episodes have you done that is a fusion cannon not a purple particle fusion, of my cannon. bad my bad come on, I, dude. sorry man i was uh, come on was my fault i was at least that, try a little bit uh yeah so yeah it pulls out a laser sorry, I've had, at him and, uh rifts on the brain lately the yeah the i can see playing rifts Oh, wow. he, was, uh, yeah. he was definitely a uh, well actually no that's, that's i'm thinking um glitter boy is not a uh it's not a particle beam that's a um that's a rail gun real that's a rail gun yeah that's a uh, the boom gun the real gun man God. we're going real, real, man we're going super off the rails we're getting into some deep nerd territory with this i'm sure yep. like people are just stopping this episode and deleting it from their phones right now as as they probably should and uh the constructicons are retrofitting cars they're retrofitting cars with swords this was this was really cool. They're chopping was, the broadswords in this conveyor belt. I know. I was really into this. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what the, the whole point of this is. They're I, conveyor belts, I, and there's yeah. like scrapping. They're going. Bang. I was so excited, but I was so excited by this part. This was so cool. Um, so yeah, there, there's some uh, some hijinks ensue, and uh, uh, they're, they're going to scrap tra- tracks. Is like undercover. They're going to scrap tracks, and then tracks ends up transforming and he starts to fight runs away and then, but then the other the other autobots show up i guess they've been tracking him which is fine and but um there's a little scuffle but sideswipe who shows up for all of like two seconds in this episode just shows up transforms and power bombs ravage and then he's and then he's gone and that was that was real cool i was real into the hey, power bomb you know he has a purpose and uh yeah man um and he he looks like Raul's like you know yelling at him and stuff, and he's like looks like he's gonna turn to Raul and like who are you kid? And uh, Trax is like no no sideswipe he's a friend like he made a friend sideswipe's gonna kill this kid. What was he gonna do? I don't know. It was not gonna be good. I don't know. I know. I know. Right. Uh, I, I really dig the um when the uh, Autobots show up though to the uh, the base. There's like this silhouette of all the Decepticons falling like mm-hmm. flying into the base. And then the Autobots all drive up like there's this showdown right here on this like yeah. land bridge thing. Yeah, so yeah. the whole thing with the cars in the city was look, look like it could have been a lot. It could this could have been like a two parter or something like that. But like really learn quickly like hey blaster jammed the signal. Yeah, uh, well, so yeah, so we find out that the whole the whole thing is that the Decepticons are are taking these cars and they're turning them into like drones, and then but then they eventually like transform, and that was uh, that was really cool. Um, there's a there's a big battle. Yeah, they and, remind uh, me of uh, you know the um, there was this um, we we're, were talking about a, little, a while back. Uh, there was this frame of uh, this Gundam frame that was this like generic looking green one. Yeah, the the, uh, the the general production, the, the the GP. I know the one you're talking yeah. about because I thought the same thing. Whenever. They look just like that, yeah. Because well, that was and that, that's what's what's funny though is that um th- these cars are like they're all different colored random cars, but they all transform and they look the same, and they're all green, green and yellow. yellow. <laughs> yeah, they, every one of them's green and yellow, and that was cool. Yeah. But I mean, in this big battle, there's um in the background uh predicting the future here. We've got a Simpsons moment where we have a giant skyscraper with a giant logo for Amazon. I didn't notice. That. I gotta go back. Yeah. Look. Oh, yeah. It's huge. Yeah. That, that was pretty. Yeah. That was. I was like, huh. That's pretty good. <laughs> As a funny bit, though, there's a there's a little little scuffle going on, and there's a uh, place for bodybuilding across the street from a place to play dominoes. <laughs> Not Domino's Pizza, brother. No, Domino's, this is, this is domino's game. 
Like you can go play dominoes over there and you can go over and you can lift weights. Um, and uh, that sounds like my kind of us. My, that's, that's my kind of corner right there. If we can get the French yeah, can dancers like on the next corner going. And you can go, you can go to the uh, Casablanca and uh, cafe and like have a little meal afterwards too. I wonder what kind of food they have there. You think it's like, like Moroccan food? I hope like? so. I think it's like, uh, uh, otherwise this is a waste opportunity. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't they know. Gotta have I mean, a, they have a, they got to have a really good, uh, Black dude playing on the piano. Yeah, really good. And uh, they have to have some some guy walking around in a, uh, a suit, looking slick and drinking martinis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, me. That's me. Yeah, that's, that's just me being there. How about... You know, that's me, man. I'll out martini you. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you extra dirty. Let's do this. Oh man. Um. Yeah. So man, the the whole fight happens. You know the car. You know the. Man, I gotta say real quick though, uh, before um, they go out and they uh, did this raid on the um, on the on the headquarters, I guess um, they are standing in the circle in the uh, in the secret spark plug secret base in the city. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, you know it's an auto base because it opens and there's orange metal everywhere. Oh yeah, but uh, they're all standing in the circle, and Soundwave is standing there. I think it's supposed to be Sideswipe, but a Soundwave. He's he's got a blues yeah. like, like the shoulder thing and all that. Yeah, yeah, that was weird. Um, so, uh, yeah, all this stuff kind of happens. Um, they, they're attacking. Raul runs in there and tries to, uh, you know, I guess, wreck the computer. And Megatron grabs him. He's up there saying, like, oh, you know, you put you on your guns or I'm going to kill this kid. Mm-hmm. And Raul hits a button and opens up a panel in Megatron's uh, stomach and just, like, starts shooting and uh, um, starts doing spray paint in there. He starts marking, man. He starts tagging, tagging it up, dude. Yeah, throwing it up, dude. Yeah, that was that was kind of that was kind of yeah. bizarre, uh, but cool. Um, yeah, and like, and then they they the Decepticons well, fly off, and then the Autobots decide to turn all the cars back into regular cars. Which um, I, I love it. They like they're driving all three hundred cars into uh, Spark Plug's garage. <laughs> yeah. Like he has a, he has a garage in the middle of New York. No, like who knew? Man, that's that's kind of cool. Like they've got all these helpers, and like Raul's like, I, I gotta go, man. And the truck's like, Oh, where are you going, Raul? You can, I'll help you, buddy. So um, tracks and Raul have a have our their buddy team up. Their friend, their friends now. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, hold on to your bobby socks. Yes. Yeah, hold on. Oh God, what a game. <laughs> um, yeah, that was uh, that was it. I think, that, that, that was it. Um, yeah, Raul is like the uh, no, so Trax is like the uh, the the version of uh, of a fifties uh, or sixties musical about people who are like rich people who live in New York with that Harvard jaw. Yeah, he's that. He's he's all he's kind of like John Hughesy in a way too. He's like that kind of like that dude you, uh, that you hated in like a John Hughes movie or in like Caddyshack or something like that. You know, like um, yeah, he is actually like he's, like that like that. Like the, the old guy in Caddyshack, the uh, the bad, uh, I guess say the bad guy, the old white guy, our white haired guy, yeah, well, old white like guy, too, the yes. judge or whatever. Yes, that? yes, yes. Those tracks. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I, Caddyshack. I've watched recently, and uh, it, it's a, actually a really bad movie. Um, but I, I do. Yeah. My friend, one of my best friends, and I uh, quote this line where, like, um, and I think that a band sampled it at some point where like, like it's like the judge and his son are going up to like the snack bar and the son's like, I want a hamburger, no, a cheeseburger. I want a hot dog. I want a milkshake. And his dad just gets mad. And he's like, 
you'll get nothing and like it. <laughs> I've heard that. <laughs> My friend that I just quote that all the time is like, like I mean, I really want to uh, really go for a uh, pizza right now. You'll get nothing and like it. Um, yeah, yeah. So I strangely really like this episode a lot. Um, oh, yeah, I, it's like, great. Like it's got the city at night vibe, which mm-hmm. like obviously that's all I talked about the entire episode. So obviously I love that. Um, but it's also kind of a downbeat episode. Um, mm-hmm. it, it has real low stakes, which you don't. It's not something that we see a whole lot in Transformers. So it's cool to get those little side, uh, little in, in, like minor, you know, consequence side stories like that. Um, and uh, like and like I said, you know, before tracks was you, you like. One of my favorite Transformers, like toys to play with when I was a kid, and uh, I really, I really dug him. Um, so uh, I, I hate how much of a, of a snob they make him because he's just like an, it's just he's just like an unlikable character. But um, yeah. but he's a, he's a cool looking guy. He's a he's a cool looking car, and um, you know, uh, kid brain on this one's gonna go three and a half Mohawks out of uh of uh inner uh, city punk rocker mohawks out of five um <laughs> but uh uh adult brain uh i actually uh, really enjoyed this one a whole lot and um so i'm gonna have to go on that one i'm gonna go four um man a, a, a four mugen nightclubs out of out of five out of five um yeah how, yeah i don't know how do you how do you feel about this one yeah okay this is one of the ones we always made fun of because uh if you take it out of context tracks lines with airwool are really really bad like hold on your boy socks and get out of their tracks <laughs> um so uh there there's a lot of like fun tongue-in-cheek thing, things with you over the years and the um um mcconaughey who does the voice of tracks said there's nothing weird or anything like creepy about tracks or owl they're just they're friends um, it was it was kind of a weird like you know um, east side meets west side kind of um, friendship. Um, I I'll tell you this though, watching this episode, there is so much stuff going on in the episode that is not even the plot doesn't even matter. No. Like you said, the 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 city at night stuff is great. The little Easter eggs here and there, and they were actually they were working on the Transformers movie at this point anyway. So I wonder if that was oh, really we okay. always wonder if that was an Easter egg they intentionally put in there, like hey get on the lookout for the stuff so yeah man honestly this is a fun episode it is low stakes it's a lot of um okay one of the reasons i like track so much is because there was not a lot of repaints and redos of his mold there's only one uh, you know back then he was a one-off so it was like kind of one of those weird um you don't you don't see a lot of versions of him out there uh there's not like a he's like a red version or a yellow version or a green version it was just tracks back in the day so we always always kind of like that. I think he was kind of special for that reason. Um, and so we have an episode just with him in what is really Reagan's New York City, or Ed Koch's, I guess, Koch, Koch's, whatever his last name is pronounced. I, I kind of like it. It is a really nice um, time capsule to New York at that time with a million bars, which I, I can't bars. Can, yeah, they're fantastic theme bars too. So many bars. Yeah, so um, man, honestly, go back and watch back and watch this, and also knowing that the Pine Barrens is a real place and is an ecological, ecologically important place is cool for me. And that's very so, that's, that's good to know too. See, don't say, yeah. don't see, don't ever don't don't ever come out of saying we don't educate you guys when you listen factors. to this real world factors. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm gonna definitely give this like this is gonna be uh 
four chop shops in uh, the dark of uh, New York's Manhattan, um, you know, Bronx area out of five. Ooh. And um, big fan of this. Um, so yeah, this is one of those those, fan, those episodes that people watch over and over again. I have, and I know a lot of other fans have too. So it's always fun. So I, I appreciate it a lot. But man, um, I'm glad you are feeling better again. You are back up in it. Thanks, man. Me too. Um, it was yeah. pretty. I was uh, a little rough. Um, I I unfortunately having to make some lifestyle changes due to my injuries. Uh, as a as an aside, my um, a couple of people have asked me on on, on Discord a couple of times that like because I used to talk about martial arts on this uh, on here like like I mean, it'd be really cool if like you know the Autobots had like a like a martial art and you know that worked like this or whatever and like um but people ask me if if I study martial arts and I, and I do or I did um I uh am a I studied uh taekwondo pretty extensively and also uh I uh take or took now uh Brazilian jiu-jitsu classes for the last year and a half and really love that uh but unfortunately uh due to my until my shoulders healed up i cannot do that anymore so um gotta find something else active uh to do because i can't like i can't not do something but um it's too bad because i or that was one of the uh, i think that i really love and or yeah. loved and um it was uh it was a real positive thing for me um mm-hmm. but and it's uh yeah it really it really kind of bums me off that i've got a that i'm basically out indefinitely but um no, I get that, man. I mean, we we need things to do. Um, I mean, actually, I, I'm trying to get myself back into weightlifting more like I used to do. It's harder when you're, you know, in this age, but it feels good to get some accomplishments done. And so, uh, you know, you I know uh, martial arts is very important to you, and it gave you something to do, give you something to work for, and uh, you know, we always need that kind of sort of thing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, definitely. But as good to see you back, and good to see you're on the on the mend, as it were, and uh, all that. So, um, man, um, I would, I would ask you, do you have a quote to take us out this week? No, I don't have a quote to take us out that's, this week. But I, that's I, okay. I was, oh, do you, oh, do you have a quote? I do not have a quote this week. Oh, uh, well, well, no, because I, I, I was, uh, I've been, um, I've been all, uh, as I said before, like, like I'm not qu- like, I'm, I'm not quitting Warhammer. I, uh, quitting pro wrestling, but, <laughs> but um, uh, no, I've been all, uh, the last uh, couple of weeks I've been really excited and really eaten up with, um. Uh, I think called the old world, which was the the original version of of Warhammer, was like the fantasy game that mm-hmm. you know where um that was like a, like a rank and file kind of thing or whatever. And that game was has been out of print since like I think like 2011 or something like that. And they mm-hmm. stopped they stopped making that and made like a like a newer version, like a different kind of kind of thing with a different with a different setting. But the uh, the the setting, the original Warhammer setting, I love is is very close to my heart. It's very um uh it's very uh low dirty fantasy like uh like early renaissance era kind of thing but they're but they're anyway they're reissuing this game it's coming back out and uh i'm extremely excited for this and um, i'm very happy to very excited to uh paint up a bunch of dudes on square bases instead of round bases and have eight million little peasants and uh dudes with uh with bows and uh, regular dudes and not a bunch of uh world of warcraft style super villains and heroes running around so i have to ask you though is that is that the setting where everyone has a knife in the boot that is the setting where everyone has a knife and a boot. Yes. Um, and I think that uh, on the next episode, uh, we should explain that uh, that joke because it actually is a pretty funny thing. So. That was a great one. It was. All right, y'all, take it easy. Have a great week. Um, happy New Year and all that. Uh, uh, we will get this going and um, move on to the we'll keep going through season two. And um, now that Ed's back on the mend. Y'all, thanks for being here. Oh, um, I think I think we, we may end up uh, the next episode is the, the one with the uh, like the race cars, right? 
Uh, is it all about to run? Yeah, yeah. I think we may have a guest. Uh, I think we may have a guest next week. Really? Yeah, maybe. I'll have to, I'll have to, I'll have to confirm and see. But yeah, I think we have guests. That'd be great. That'd be great. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, y'all take it easy. Thanks a lot for being here and see you next week. Later. Roll out. <laughs>